Now hear the Holy Gospel of our Lord Jesus Christ according to St. Luke. Glory, Glory to you, Lord Christ. On one occasion, while the crowd was pressing in on him to hear the word of God, Jesus was standing by the lake of Gennesaret. And he saw two boats by the lake, but the fishermen had gone out of them and were washing their nets. Getting into one of the boats, which was Simon's, he asked him to put out a little from the land. And then he sat down and taught the people from the boat. And when he had finished speaking, he said to Simon, put out into the deep and let down your nets for a catch. And Simon answered, Master, we toiled all night and took nothing, but at your word I will let down the nets. And when they had done this, they enclosed a large number of fish, and the nets were breaking. And they signaled to their partners in the other boat to come and help them. And they came and filled both the boats so that they began to sink. But when Simon Peter saw it, he fell down at Jesus' knees, saying, Depart from me, for I am a sinful man, O Lord. For he and all who were with him were astonished at the catch of fish they had taken. And so also were James and John, sons of Zebedee, who were partners with Simon. And Jesus said to Simon, Do not be afraid. From now on you will be catching men. And when they had brought their boats to land, they left everything and followed him. The Gospel of our Lord Jesus Christ. Praise, Praise to you, Lord Christ. Please. Now may the words of my mouth and the meditations of my heart be ever acceptable in your sight. O Lord, my strength and my redeemer. Oh, it is very good to be back after an unexpected absence and then an expected absence. It is good to see your faces. My expected absence last week was to go on retreat with a group of spiritual directors in, in uh, Phoenix, Arizona, in a beautiful retreat center there in the, the desert. And I got to see blue skies when y'all got to see snow and ice, so you can hate me later. But the theme of our retreat was discernment. Discernment, seeing God at work in our very lives, seeing the now of the kingdom at hand in the very not yet of our day to day. Seeing the ways in which God is at work. Listening for how he is inviting us to participate in his work. And noticing how we respond to that invitation. Discernment. Seeing God at work. Listening for his invitation to participate. Noticing how we respond to that invitation. We might summarize it the way that the psalmist wrote today. I will hearken to what the Lord God will say, for he shall speak peace unto his people and to his saints that they not turn away again. For us, as a community seeking the heart of God, how do we discern? How do we know what the heart of God is? How do we listen for the heart of God? And respond by dwelling 
in the very heart and love of God? This is a question we will answer for the rest of our lives. But I think we can take a few lessons from our gospel and from our readings today. First, faith and discernment is accepting God's invitation even when we can't imagine the outcome. The angel of the Lord appears to Gideon. O mighty man of valor, stand against the Midianites. Gideon can't even imagine. Who am I to do this? I'm from the smallest clan in Judah, and I'm the weakest in my father's family. Who am I to do this? I can't imagine. Isaiah in the throne room of God, as we heard from Jennifer, I'll go. God says, You'll go and no one will listen to you for this people has turned their hearts away from me. But you'll go anyway and you'll preach, even when it seems like it's not doing anything. Have faith. Peter. Lord, we fished all night. There's nothing out there. Our nets are empty. We're tired. We just cleaned them. But because you said so, beautiful gentleness of Jesus inviting Peter into his will. Hey, Peter, can I borrow your boat for a minute? Put, push off just a little bit. Now go into the deep and let down your nets. Now drop everything that you have and come and follow me. No longer fish for men. No longer fish for fish. Now you're going to be catching men for the kingdom gentleness and the timing of discernment. The same waters that Peter had fished in all night and hadn't seen a fish. Those same waters when Jesus says to go are filled with fish. God, faith in discernment is accepting God's invitation even when we can't picture the outcome. Our second lesson, to focus on Jesus. This is my only one time when I was on retreat story for this sermon. So at this retreat center, Franciscan Retreat Center in Phoenix, they have a beautiful Stations of the Cross. And, and the artist who sculpted the stations really focused on the eyes of the people. And as I, as I walked through looking at where is Jesus looking, where are the people around him looking, it was a beautiful way to walk the stations. One of my favorite stations is always Station 6, the holy legend of Veronica. Vera Icon, true image in her name. And she comes as Jesus is carrying the cross and she takes her handkerchief and wipes Jesus' face. And when she pulls away the handkerchief, his image is emblazoned on that cloth. Oh, what a miracle. And I'm always drawn to that cloth to look at this image of Jesus on this cloth. 
to think, wow, how is the image of Jesus rubbing off on me? And yet, as I looked at the eyes, Veronica is holding this cloth with the image of Jesus, and yet her eyes are directed at the face of Jesus, not the image of the face. How often am I distracted by all of the little things, all of the actions of God, the signs of the presence of God, and yet I don't look to the face of God. As we look at Gideon, he comes and he brings this offering before the angel of the Lord. Meat in a basket, he pours water on the meat and the loaves. And the angel of the Lord reaches out his staff and fire consumes him. I'd be looking at that fire. <laughs> Gideon's looking at the angel of God. Peter in the boat. Jesus says, put out your nets. He puts out his nets. And they're breaking with the amount of fish. So much that they call the other boats. Come on, come on. The boats are filled up to where they're almost sinking. That many fish. Peter recognizes this as a miracle. And instead of saying, hey guys, look at all the fish. We're going to be rich. We're never going to have to work a day in our life with this many fish. Peter turns his face to Jesus. No longer master, now Lord. Lord, Depart from me, for I am a sinful man. I cannot even be in your presence. The same words that Isaiah says when he encounters the holiness of God in the throne room. And yet, that fear that we have of coming in to the holiness of God, the fear that our very selves may be revealed, the fear that we may not be good enough, the fear that we will be consumed. I look upon the face of the Lord, now I must die. In Isaiah, in Gideon, even in Peter. And yet, the Lord extends grace. The fears are really not about the glory of God. The fears are about us. And God reaches out and says, I make you enough. I make you enough. And that brings us to our third lesson. Spiritual transformation is not something that we do. Spiritual transformation is something that is done to us by God. If we look throughout scripture, spiritual transformation is always passive for us. The angel of the Lord says to Gideon, I will make you. Jesus says to Peter, I will make you catch men. The Lord will make you a mighty man of valor, young Paul says, 
I am as one untimely born. I even persecuted the church. And yet Jesus appears to him on the road. And Paul recognizes that it's the grace of God that makes him the one who is unworthy even to be termed an apostle, a messenger of Christ. Paul tells us, it is by the grace of God that I am what I am. I work hard, and yet it is not me, but the grace of God that is in me and with me that works. Paul will later write, be transformed, passive voice, be transformed by the renewing of your mind. Spiritual transformation is not something that we do, but we yield to the work of God in us to be transformed. And finally, our last lesson today. Discernment begins with encounter. Gideon, Peter, Paul, Isaiah, all encounter the Holy One. All come into his presence and are transformed and sent out. and the work of God around them. They hear his invitation. They respond in humility. It makes me wonder whether even recognizing the presence of God at work around us, whether that is recognition or revelation. Is it something we look hard and we see? Or is it something that must be revealed to us? And are we ready when the mundane, everyday things that we do, threshing out wheat, hiding from those around us, fishing, parenting, working, when those mundane everythings, when God reveals to us his presence in those, are we ready to see the miraculous and to turn our face toward Jesus? But there are also ways that we expect encounter, and yet I hope we're still surprised when we find Christ. We expect to encounter Christ at this table in his body and his blood. We expect to encounter Christ as the word of God, read, spoken, and lived, made flesh among us. We expect to encounter Christ as the word of God by the spirit of God equips and empowers the people of God to accomplish the work of God as they manifest the kingdom of God. We expect, and I hope we're still surprised. We expect to encounter Christ in his people, in his body, which is called the church, joined in fellowship. The fellowship in our joy and the fellowship in our suffering. We expect, and yet we're surprised. We expect to encounter Christ as we pray 
And yet, I don't know about you, but when I encounter Christ viscerally in my prayers, I am still surprised, still in awe and wonder. We expect to encounter the face of Christ in the least of these, in the poor, in the hungry, in the homeless, those in prison and those in need, those that we care for because Christ says, I am in these. And so I invite you on this day to encounter Christ at this table among these people. And as we pray these prayers, I invite you to encounter Christ in the everydayness of your lives this week. And as you encounter the presence of Christ, notice, notice how God is already at work. Notice how God is revealing himself in the everyday. I've seen this recognition or this revelation come alive in some of you. And I love to hear those stories. They're truly, truly beautiful. But often, we notice the artifacts, the products and effects of the presence of Christ, the things that are happening. I invite you to notice these and to marvel, but to also look for Jesus. And as you notice God at work, listen for his invitation to you. Listen, even when it sounds a bit crazy, O oh, mighty men and women of valor. And even when you can't quite envision how it could be possible, don't let down your nets when Christ invites you. Now I ask, when you hear God's invitation, how will you respond? Will you yield to this transforming love and follow? Or will you resist? I know the answer. We'll all do both. But God is gentle. He will invite again and again he will invite in small ways and large ways. He will wait for us to look with eyes that are opened, ears that are ready to hear, and hearts that are turned towards him that we might be healed. In the name of the Father, and the Son, and the Holy Spirit.